You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Hi, guys. Hello. I feel like I haven't actually talked to you in a, in a long time, gang. Mm-hmm. I being Chloe. It's It's been a little bit, huh? It does feel that way, although... I was there for the game, but I wasn't really hosting in quite the same way Ryan was. You were Sabrina-ing. It was cool. It was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. I'm glad I'm not DMing today, though, <laughs> because that was that was a lot. Yeah, it did seem like a lot, although you do realize we're going to have to have a follow-up episode at some point. Oh, it was very carefully crafted as such. Oh, good. I am really excited to see what happens to Dilton I- I- this season. Because that is going to make many determinants for oh, wow. whether we are play session two at the second day of summer school or, you know, time skip. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking to season three for some inspiration. Maybe if I'm ambitious at one of the hiatuses, we might uh, come up with something. But... Cool. Well, you could also teach me how to DM and then, like, if you don't want to do it, I could maybe... We'll negotiate. I only say don't want to do it because it is it, it takes over my brain. Oh, oh, okay. No, that's good. We should use that. Yes. Um, It's a dangerous commitment. So, gang. Yeah. Next week. Next week. It all begins again. Oh, my gosh. We can't believe it. We are back. So is Riverdale. Riverdale. Everything's confusing. Time moves fast. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me. Time does move really fast. So, Ryan, mm-hmm. what are you looking forward to? Season three? I can't believe it's in the third season. Right. Like, they're still in sophomore year, probably. No, they're time skipping to the they're, they're to the next summer. It's, it jumps after summer. Okay, uh, spoilers. Um, okay. I'm going to talk in general about a few spoilers. So, let's... let's just what this episode is. Uh, we're going to have our usual hiatus chat, um, which will be a little spoiler-friendly for news-released spoilers. Um, so, forewarned, I think we'll talk about what we've heard is coming up, um, mysteriously, or something. And uh, then we have an interview for you. Um, yeah. This is the first time we've had a chance to interview a cast member, uh, and it's not actually a Riverdale cast member. Um I spoke with uh, Annette Riley, who uh, has been revealed as Diana Spellman, Sabrina's mother on The Chilling Adventures. Yeah. Um, I am so, so, so glad. Uh, we had a wonderful chat, and uh, I really am excited for you all to hear that um, about the shared of wor- uh, shared creative team, the shared um, realities of being a Vancouver actor who is suddenly on an L.A. show. Yeah, it's super great. Annette's lovely. I used to babysit her daughter periodically. <laughs> um, she's a great mom. She's a wonderful actor. Now she's a witch mom. Now she's a witch mom. So great. we're, we're going to hear from Annette uh, at a timestamp that I will put in the description in case you want to jump ahead of the spoilers. Um, but first, uh, yeah, I guess we'll chat a bit about what we want. You, yeah. you asked me first what I'm looking forward to. So um, yeah, so I didn't. So Ryan was uh, saying a little bit ago that the um, that they're skipping to the following summer. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. I so don't, so I, this is a spoiler. I actually don't know. So tell me. Um, from what I've been reading, what I've been seeing, uh, even a couple of uh, script leak pages that I've seen floating about. Um, it looks like we're starting at the end of summer. Um, in the last days before the verdict from Archie's arrest. Okay, so he's not in prison. Not at the very beginning, Hmm. but we'll see if that lasts. 
Um, yeah, uh, something I'm really excited for is this cult plot uh, that's coming up. It was introduced oh, at yeah. the very end uh, regarding Alice. Um, I think that's going to be her next big arc. And um, I am I am super excited uh, to see a, another little Archie character coming in uh, as the cult leader and cult leader's daughter. Oh, yeah. I don't know this one either. Uh, yes, it's, um, you know, much in the, the vein of our dear Fangs Fogarty and uh, other mm-hmm. such folks. Um, her, I believe her name is Evelyn. Hmm. Uh, yes. So we've got a creepy cultist. I, I want to draw a bit of a Luna Lovegood and Xenophilius Lovegood parallel, I think. But creepy. I think, yeah. Right. I think I think that's what we're getting. Um, so I'm excited for that arc because of what's you know the the new direction for the Coopers. Yeah. I'm glad we're coming out swinging because things can't not change drastically for the Coopers right now, right? I agree. Um, I have to say the shot that I saw of um, uh, Alice and Polly and the babies mm. in the long white nightgowns in the backyard with the fire was like yes i'm so here for this i'm here for this creepy puritan stuff yes like so i here for it. i'm really excited to see what sort of genre we get into play this season right like season one really lent into these this murder small town murder mystery twin yeah. peaksiness and last season played and jumped around and and had one-off episodes uh yeah. of of a very distinct genre um, teases, trials. Uh, so I'm, I'm curious if we're going to see more of a season wide theme, if we're going to, I'm hoping they don't do a half season split with the same sort of pacing, but long seasons are what we got now, right? Yeah. Because success, uh, sometimes too, too many episodes in a season, I think can hurt a pacing. So I'm curious what they're going to do with that. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I agree. I think 22 episodes is too many. Mm-hmm. I did think 13 was too few. Yes. I don't mind, like, maybe 18 mm-hmm. would be a good number. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know who makes those decisions and what the norms are or whatever. So, mm-hmm. um, something I'm looking forward to very much is, of course, more Cheryl and Tony. Yes. But I'm interested in, like... The dynamic between Cheryl and her mom, specifically. Yes. And I'm interested in if we're going to meet Tony's family a bit more. Mm-hmm. And, like, what their... Um, and what this like, the serpent response to Cheryl is going to be. Mm-hmm. And I understand that... Um, what's his name? Joaquin is back. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, um, I'm also looking forward to, like, like I feel like Betty's been on a really interesting, like, getting more spunky journey, yeah. and I'm interested in the next step of spunk. Yeah. Well, I feel like she's, I feel like a lot of her journey so far has been unpacking the repression. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And I feel like we're inching closer to a much more um, fully realized, wild, open, high-octane Betty Cooper. Yeah. Yeah, I'm into it. What is the untethered Betty who, having defeated her father, presumably now will be at war with her mother in the cult? Or something. Or maybe she'll take it over. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe she'll get sucked in. That would be interesting. Seeing smart, sharp, (laughs) with it Betty Cooper actually full brainwashed. 
Because smart people join cults. It's true. Yep. It's a particular type of smart. I yeah. Think. That doesn't mean it isn't smart. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So I'm. Yeah. I'm here for. I'm just like. I'm ready to be back in the world and to just see what comes next. There were a lot of things about mm-hmm. season two I was like disappointed by. Yeah. Yeah. Um. For all the successes. There were stumbles. There were stumbles. Especially around the middle. Yeah, but it recovered. <laughs> oh my gosh, did it. Like, the last three episodes were, like, really tight television. Yeah. And I was just on it, like, so riveted. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, riveted. No, I was riveted, <laughs> I would say. It's a good word. Yeah. Um, and I'm, like, I'm, like, waiting to be disappointed because hmm. I'm a pessimist, one. <laughs> yes. And two, you know, shows normally hit iffy seasons. Mm-hmm. You know? Season three was where I began to feel a sense of dread in Glee. Oh, no. Season three was the dread show. It. But That's how I Roberto season four of Angel. <laughs> is not Ryan Murphy. Roberto is still a hands-on, detail-oriented creator. Ryan Murphy is pretty notorious for jumping onto his next project and abandoning his babies. Oh. So I, I'm hoping that uh, the loving powerhouse that now drives Archie Comics uh, is sticking with their child. is nurturing them past the birthing years. I hope. Cool. Yeah, I hope. I would also hope that. Um, I also think they need to end this show before those kids get much older. Oh, yes. Those kids who are almost our age. Yeah, it's tricky. <laughs> like, because they probably want to get at least three or four more years, but... Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't wonder if they'll just be a strange time jump where it's, like, the end of some... Like, either this season or the next season. It's like, surprise, it's prom, the end! But to be honest, do I want to watch... Like, I don't want to watch past that. No, I don't right? But That's my point. I, but, I hope it ends with prom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And That's then, like, in, like and then, like, they could have, like, the Riverdale movie where they've all finished college. Who knows? Something like that. <sighs> you know. Yeah. Gosh. Future. We're already thinking about the end of the series. <laughs> we are. Um, I do also wonder if there's going to be crossover with Glendale. You and me both. Greendale. Glendale is a suburb in Los Angeles. <laughs> Sorry. Um... Yeah. I know so many weird I, fun facts I, about Glendale. It doesn't agree. matter. Greendale and Riverdale, I'm, yes. I'm really getting the vibe that they are truly playing them as the same world. Even though they are on different networks. And that's a real that's yeah. a real challenge. Because I think a lot of that crossover does have to come from the network executives, right? They have to approve a lot of branding and, and collaboration. But that said, Sabrina is a Netflix show. And Netflix yeah. is heavy, heavily with Riverdale. So... Yeah, I don't know. I still be hope. Interesting. I think, you know, I, I I think we'll we'll know so much more once we see Sabrina in a few weeks. Yeah, I'm so excited. The twenty. Oh, Friday, the trailer. Right? Uh, yeah, the twenty sixth. Twenty sixth. Oh, gosh, I, God, I'm gonna be opening a um, Geek Enders is putting on Nightmare Before Christmas in concerts <laughs> on the twenty sixth. So. <laughs> I'm going to see it the next day at the matinee. All this to say. I really wanted to watch it with you, and I'm sad. Well, I can... You know what? I should come to your house after crazy opening at, like, 10.30. Will it be 10.30? Because it'll be midnight is really What's what amazing about Nightmare Before Christmas is it is a set filmic-length score. Now, I'm going gonna, gonna to promote the heck out of it for a moment, uh, <laughs> even though it's sold out almost. Um, 
uh, I'm, I'm super excited about this show. Sorry, gang. Tangent. Um, because we have a 10-piece band, and the entire score is filmed. Or, or, yeah, the entire film is scored. It is one long piece yeah. of, or of orchestral music with yeah. singing I and know. lines. It's so cool. And we're just playing it straight. That's so exciting. So it won't be more than an hour and a half, but it'll be a lovely hour and a half. Oh, Yay. plus a short intermission. Yay! I'm so excited for it. You and me both. I mean, I love Halloween. Halloween is far and away. Like, I love Christmas. I can't stand Thanksgiving, but... Yeah. Or Easter. <laughs> or... Yeah, those are all the holidays I was raised with, I think. Um, I like Easter. It is chocolate time. All the all of the time is chocolate time. There is no not chocolate time. Chloe, Easter produces discount chocolate. Chloe... And it's bad, though. It's... Yes! Yes! Ugh. By the kilogram for dollars! No. Mm -hmm. Incorrect. Mm. Um, I love ah. all this to say is I love Christmas, but I love Halloween in a deep. I think Halloween should be a day off. Like I really like <laughs> Halloween is like a perfect holiday. Yes. And in so many ways, all this to say, my Halloween experience is starting with Sabrina. The next day, it's Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm -hmm. I gotta figure something out to do on the twenty eighth, twenty ninth, and thirtieth. Thirtieth <laughs> is a friend's birthday, so that's what we'll be doing then. But excellent. <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> Sabrina. We're not the Sabrina podcast, but um, I, I want to uh, shout out to the Chilling Adventures Sabrina podcast, which will be uh, is out on the Thunderquack Network now. Um, go hang out with them, get acquainted um, in anticipation. Yeah. Because uh, Sabrina is dropping a season. Sabrina is dropping 10 episodes. It's not serial. Oh, well, you mean I could binge it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm doing with the four days leading up to Halloween, <laughs> clearly. What else? Oh, so that means that they're mm -hmm. probably seeing how it goes, and maybe they'll shoot ten more episodes. Oh, no, darling. They're already they're already shooting the second season. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, they're already chatting about know, the third. I didn't realize Miranda Otto was in it. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Yep. This is the Riverdale Gang podcast. I just have to say. Yes. But I haven't. I've literally not seen Miranda Otto since she played Awen. I thought she. I think she's wonderful, but I did not think that was a good role for her. And mm. this looks like a great role for her. And I'm so excited because mm -hmm, she's mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. cool and she's so talented. I just didn't think she was an Awen. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because like it's so interesting. Even though I shouldn't. I didn't think when when I say like for Miranda Otto that. Eowyn wasn't the right role for her. It's just that she didn't look like the Eowyn in my head. Like, that's a very classic, like, mm -hmm. readerly response to yeah. Lord of the Rings. I thought she was good in the role. Yeah. She just was so different from the one I had in my head that I yeah. could never quite get there. Got it. But she, but she's so cool. And, like, whenever I see an interview with her, I'm like, this human is, like, just such a good human. Mm. And she's talented and professional. So it's so nice to see that that's, like, to hear that that's real. Yeah. It's nice when, like, a project that you really cared about as a kid and watched a lot of like lord of the rings yeah you it's nice to know that the people who are in it are like actually nice yeah <laughs> the good the good artists we all dream they are yeah anyway um riverdale riverdale um i mean i'm we're jumping into it next week yeah so what what like what are the things we want to remember going in what are the things we're psyched about I... what are the things that have blurred you know, it's it's gonna it's gonna catch us up, right? Because it is a time skip. Yes. But you know, our last beat was Archie getting arrested. Betty's probably because of Hiram. Betty's mom getting culted up. Um, her dad going to prison. Mm-hmm. 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 
I forget what was happening with Jughead. Yeah, where the heck was Jughead? Mm. I mean, he had almost died. He had almost died and, and didn't. Yeah, and right? then didn't. Yes, good. Um, Skull is a troll. Um, Veronica is like, oh, Veronica set her boundaries with her dad real oh, hard. But yes. it seems like her dad is starting like an evil small town empire. Right, and Veronica so. is a competing evil small town empire with her blackmail money. Right. Yeah, yeah the blackmail money that makes Veronica a player. That's so exciting. Mm. Um, and Cheryl became a serpent with a pink jacket, which I actually don't. I'm so in love with it. I, hot red. Hot red. Yeah. I'm not crazy about it. Like I kind of wanted her to have a serpent jacket, just like everyone else's. But then I decided <laughs> in my mind that probably Tony picked it out for her. So it's ah, fine. Yes. Um, I'm excited to hear more from Tony. I'm excited to hear more from. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin. Oh, yes. Well, the fact that Joaquin's back suggests that he gets plot. Yes. And maybe drams. And, I mean, there was, there were, there were hints and seeds about other, uh, other queer drama with Moose, with, um, That's with right. Fangs, presumably. Like, there, there were hints of something else going on there that weren't realized by the end of the season that yeah. I, I'm looking forward to picking up. Yeah. Um, as conflicted as I am, perhaps, about uh, some of the Moose plot. Yeah, so we touched on that very briefly at the beginning mm, of the Riverdale mm. game, and I wondered if we could talk about it now real quick. Yeah. So I said something to the... Like, um, Fairleth was, quite rightly, sounding off mm. about um, Moose, like, Midge's plot functioning to give Moose permission to be with Kevin, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. And I... Um, and and she talked about how Moose wasn't a good person because he cheated on his girlfriend mm-hmm. with Kevin, and I said something like, "Well, I mean, he's like a he's like a closeted queer dude. Like, I give him mm-hmm. a little bit more of a pass." And you and Fairless seem to like object to that. So I mm-hmm. want to clarify what I mean by that. Yeah. By a pass, I don't mean that what he did was wrong. <clears throat> what I mean, um, what or what he did wasn't wrong. That's not what I mean when I say mm-hmm. a pass. Mm-hmm. What he did is wrong. Don't cheat on your monogamous partner. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. That's not cool. The end. Doesn't matter what's going on with you. But in terms of how I approach, like if Moose was a real human and a friend, mm-hmm. how I would approach that is like, okay, you got to own that you messed up, but you messed up because there's something going on with you mm-hmm. that is painful. That right. you feel like you can't show people. Mm-hmm. And that is something I have a lot more empathy for. Oh, right. Recognizing that th- this action is sort of a trickle-down of trauma, a trickle-down of his own suffering brought on by these systemic forces yeah. and oppressions. And I guess you could make the same argument about straight dudes, but I also don't think you can. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. that, anyway, that's just to clarify, yeah. clarify my position. I don't think, like, hmm? cheating on your monogamous partner is a good thing. Oh, and that yeah. you get away with it scot-free if you're a closeted queer. I don't think that. That's ridiculous. Good clarification. What I do think, though, <clears throat> is that the emotional journey that gets you to that cheating is mm-hmm. one that I have more empathy for mm-hmm. and would be more willing to, like, support and eke out mm-hmm. and have a conversation about. Yeah, I get that. And it's, it's, um, it's difficult to me... Um, Given that Riverdale has sort of embraced itself, uh, it's embraced a bit of a safe bubble, I think. Uh, mm. uh, it feels like a very strategic choice that I'm here for. We haven't had the homophobia plotline. I hope we never get there. I don't want yeah. it. I don't need it. But um, as a consequence, Riverdale feels like a um, a different type of small town safe than I think is real anywhere in mm. the world. 
uh, for queer folks right now. Um, and it does create a different present set of circumstances for Moose's actions, hmm. right? Like, he may be closeted and perhaps bi or pansexual or or perhaps just straight up gay. We, we don't know where his story's at or what they're going to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that they have created a world where that struggle lives in a different context. Hmm. Um, which is a weird a weird outcome of doing what I always ask for and making sexuality a non-issue in your fictional world. Um, hmm. That's a weird outcome that actions and conflicts that play out in a very real world way that are familiar, well-explored emotional con- and, and relationship conflicts suddenly live in a, in a different bubble that I think does impact how we see them and process them. Hmm. So what I'm hearing from you is because mm-hmm. Riverdale is in a fantasy land of less homophobia mm-hmm. that makes his actions less excusable? I think it changes the lens that we are viewing him. Um, both rightly, um, like so many different ways, uh, because we as the audience are not seeing the systemic forces in play that are influencing Mm. his, his behavior and setting the underlying traumas. So I don't think we need them in the show. I agree. And Um, I don't want them. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, no, go ahead. Sorry. I think it is, I think it's, it's relevant in how it will play to the audience. That's true. I think the fantasy land of the less homophobia of Riverdale, Mm -hmm. it isn't so much that there's no homophobia. I feel like it's a very like, I don't know what period in the 20th century I would even refer to, but I do feel like there was a point for queer people where it was safe to practice as long as you didn't talk about it too much and you weren't too obvious about it. What point is that, Chloe? Well, um, for example, this happened more in the UK, I think, than the United States and Canada. Um, mm. I had a, a close friend of mine, her um, godfather. <clears throat> Everyone has known he was gay for always. Mm-hmm. He's an older man. He's in his 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, but because he didn't talk about it, you know, his nice friends that he brought with him to dinner were perfectly acceptable. Mm-hmm. It was it was his part his partner, right? You know, but so long was like, oh, you know, so and so is bringing his friend again. You know, as long as mm-hmm. we don't name it, it's not real. Mm-hmm. So it's so it was safe for them to um, maintain a life in the private sphere, mm-hmm. which is. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. that's still profoundly homophobic and profoundly damaging and not okay. Mm-hmm. But there um, appears to have been a le- less um, physical threat at any rate. I would, dis- I would disagree with you that that was ever a period okay. in, in the last hundred years. As far as I, as far as my knowledge of, of queer history no, in... No, you probably know more than I do, so I, you're right. We have different, different bodies of perspective and research. Yeah. But I, I don't think there is necessarily any particular period, but I agree there have, like, there have always been ways for queer couples to live successfully and privately, right? Gotcha. Like so the, um, I mean. the, um, I, I, 
Madison, uh, there was a, there was a, a significant gay rights, um, organization in the, the 50s and 60s, mm. uh, as well as, uh, 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 a lesbian's rights, um, Daughters of Bileas, I believe. Mm. And these were, um, you know, these were formalized societies that agitated for social change. Um, and they particularly came at it with a respectability politics approach mm-hmm. and were notorious for um, the queer fitting in. This was a successful strategy at certain points in history. Um, I would argue it's not so much that... Um, that there was any lull in oppression. It's that right. there were stretches where there were better established successful strategies, better yeah. coordinated amongst some privileged queer communities. Gotcha. I think mm-hmm. that's probably more what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. It does seem that um, it does seem that liberal, like the the Riverdale that we've been presented with, is like a, a Democrat town. Yeah, you I know what I'm saying. I agree. Weirdly, because not a lot of communities of this size and scale in I think west of Chicago. Tent- yeah, there's more are. in the east. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, there's there's like I always read Riverdale as somewhat midwestern. Yeah, but it's ambiguous, right? It is pretty like ambiguous. It, it's definitely not the northeast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, all this to say yeah. is that um, it does seem like the kind of community where like um. It would be safe to be privately gay, as long as you didn't talk about it too much. Hmm. That's, that's, and I don't think that that's okay. Mm-hmm. But I think that that, that to me, gives mm-hmm. context for Moose's behavior. Hmm. Um, there's still a lack of safety. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, definitely. Like, if, like, if the parents were all talking together, oh, you know, so-and-so's kid, um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and then, like, not know what words to use. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. I don't. That like, particular vein of yeah. Not, not tolerance. Really, yeah, not really minding it, but also mm-hmm. being like, am I allowed to say these words? You know, like that mm-hmm. kind of thing. That's the, that's the kind of town I've always mm-hmm. sort of pegged Riverdale as. Yeah. I, I guess what I, what I mean to get at with my point is the, yeah. the difference between, you know, the accepted, acknowledged world that I, I agree with you, that's sort of where Riverdale's living at, mm-hmm. at, in its own continuity. And then the 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 um, the dissonance between what we as the viewer actually start to think of, the 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 model or framework of what you know Riverdale in our brain does not put that type of homophobia up, up front and center, mm-hmm. gratefully, appreciatedly. Yeah. I think it changes how the audience will perceive those given circumstances sure mm-hmm. yes okay i'm yeah. following you now yeah. yes 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 then again this is a show that does creepy nuns and conversion therapy reasonably well so yeah also that to say it's not well, that so, they ignore homophobia so it, it did have a homophobia plot yes a um specific one yeah clearly segregated community mm-hmm. where the homophobia is right mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. interestingly where it seems all more ills lie with the nuns Yes, how convenient <laughs> for the citizens of Riverdale. <sighs> how does... do you feel about that talk, Ryan? Good. Okay. Yeah? The reason I'm asking is because, like, I have never been a gay man in a small town. Mm. And aside from Cheryl mm-hmm. and Tony, mm-hmm. um, it seems to be only gay men in this small town, as far as queers go. Yeah. yeah. There's been Fangs. There's yeah. been yeah. there's been Joaquin. Yeah. There's been Kevin. There's been 
news. Yeah, we got like four four queer spectrum males, two queer spectrum women. Yeah. A little bit of weird queer baiting with Ronnie and Betty. Yeah. <laughs> but then they got better. Um, I mean, all this to say is I've just been speaking to an experience that I don't mm, have. Yes. How do you feel about the talk we just had? Good. Let's do this on air. Yeah. Because this is a demonstration of how conversation <laughs> should happen in case anyone was wondering. Good. Um, there is absolutely a touch of sensitivity that bristles inside me. Uh, always went in the dissection of subjects of small town gay life. Right. It is unavoidably. But uh, yeah, I, I get your point and I think it, it's a good dissection for us to have and do. Okay. Yeah. You feeling safe? You I'm feeling good? safe. Good stuff. Yeah. Good check-in. No problem. How hard was that, Riverdale gang? Not hard. It's almost like Ryan and I are friends and trust each other. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Trust your friends to s- say things and answer honestly and share your feelings and ask questions and focus on your safety. Mm-hmm. On all the hard emotional content. Yes. There's a lot in the world right now. Take care of each other. Yes, indeed. I have failed at this. Oh? In the past. Mm. You um, took good care of me when I've been down lately. Thanks, man. Yeah. Ryan's always taken very good care of me when I've been down. Friendship and community. There was that weird time where we didn't talk for like a month. Yeah. I thought you were really mad at me. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember that because we started a project and then we realized we were working on two different projects. <laughs> no, there was something else, too. Some weird incident at the same time. Anyway, we just, like, we didn't talk for a month and I thought you, like, hated me. Oh. <laughs> I'm so glad you don't hate me. I was just so burnt out and depressed, Chloe. (laughs) Bound to happen. Artist life. Bound to happen. Um, on that light note, (laughs) should we, yet again... Let's jump into our interview section, I guess. Yes, we're excited Mm -hmm. for Riverdale, and clearly we have so many feelings. Mm -hmm. Let's hear from Annette. Yeah. Hey, gang. Uh, So I am here with uh, an actor friend of mine, Annette Riley, who uh, is also part of the cast of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Hello. Hey, welcome to the podcast, and thank you so much for um, for joining us and talking a little bit. Thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. So um, I know Annette from uh, some geeky theater stuff a few years ago. She was my dino mom. <laughs> I was, wasn't I? <laughs> In uh, a Geek Ender show, a Jurassic Park parody. And uh, now you are witch mom. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I am a witch mom. I've, I've been a lot of moms in the last few years. It's a weird age. A transitional I, period. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> At least you, unlike many actors in our generation, actually have a child. It's true. It's true. And I do have an eight-year-old daughter. So yeah, I kind of have some experience there. Momming. Momming. Not so much the teenagers. Um, why don't you tell us a bit about, um, about your role in the show? Well, there's not a lot I can reveal at this point. We might have to do this again in a couple (laughs) months. (laughs) Totally. Uh, But my role, I'm Sabrina's mom, Diana Spellman. Mm -hmm. If we refer to the source material, Mm -hmm. um, you know, she's a fairly strong character and and rebels a a bit against the witch coven. She is the mortal Mm -hmm. out of... The parents. Right. Yeah. I, I remember, uh, like, I grew up on the, the 90s Sabrina, right? Mm-hmm. The Melissa Joan Hart. So of course. that's sort of the entrenched canon in my brain. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm excited to rediscover this. Because, um, you know, I did grow up on the Archie comics as well. Right. But, uh, you know, the that Melissa Joan Hart was my seminal Sabrina. Well, and her, her mom mm-hmm. in that one was the witch, right? I... 
No, no, I think the mom was immortal. Was she I was an archaeologist. Oh, okay. And the whole shtick was she'll turn into a ball of wax if she sees her mother. That was okay. the ridiculous setup okay. in the 90s. Um, so I understand it is uh, a whole different tone and a whole different flavor. In Very this much so. Yes, this this one is not that '90s comedic sitcom thing that uh, starring Melissa Joan Hart. Mm-hmm. Although I did watch that quite a bit too, and I really loved that one. Salem was my favorite. Oh yes. Right. I mean, how could he not be? <laughs> <laughs> Although I loved the ants, I really did. They were they were both so great, mm-hmm. um, but. Yeah, this one is definitely a darker tone. It's inspired by things like Rosemary's Baby, The Exorcist, mm-hmm. um, The Omen, a bunch of works by Nathaniel Hawthorne, that type of stuff. Yeah, so sort of it's that environmental horror. Yes, absolutely. But at the same time, it's going to have a hopeful mm-hmm. tone. Um, yeah, it, it's not going to be as dark mm-hmm. as as the comic book. So. Arguably, there's a lot of parallels to what Riverdale's doing right now. You know that the as much as they're they're delving into these darker storylines, these mm-hmm. contemporary storylines, they are still keeping that Archie comic truth that you know, these are optimistic characters who we believe will do the right thing eventually. I, I should hope and, so. Yeah. <laughs> and there's been there's been a lot of question back and forth since these are being carried on different networks. How closely tied these projects are? Well, the creative teams are the same. Yeah. 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 It's written by Roberto at the helm, both of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, it's a really talented group of, of writers. I mm-hmm. I have gotten scripts and just eat them up. I, I love reading them. To <laughs> Do you get honest. to read the whole scripts? The it's, ones that I'm in. Got yes. it. Got it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm always curious. Um <laughs> And another thing that you know, I, I know you and uh, and your your partner who I've also worked with. You're also geeks as well, myself. Totally. And yes. um, so I guess uh, that experience of switching hats from a huge fan yeah. uh, to part of this this world with a huge fandom. Yeah. How's that that switch that jump? This is. A bit of uh, can I swear? Uh, lightly, yeah. <laughs> let me keep it. Let me. It's a mind f. <laughs> yeah. I'll keep it light. I'm a mom. See, I know how to protect this. Uh, it's I'm I'm I think because I understand it from the other perspective, mm-hmm. it's that much more significant to me. Yeah. You know, like I feel very honored mm-hmm. to be in this position. At, and see, I'm getting choked up just thinking about it. Like I'm, I'm so excited to to be part of this world, mm-hmm. and I'm excited to go out there and meet fans mm-hmm. because I know what it is to be passionate mm-hmm. about something. Yeah. Um. Like I'm a I'm a Trekkie. I've been a Trekkie mm-hmm. since I was born. So I'm I'm I I, I feel like there's maybe a, a heightened responsibility in my own head because of my background as a fan right knowing yeah. the weight that you know even us that a, a supporting character in mm-hmm. this kind of world that's so closely studied yes it's gonna have there's gonna be fan fiction about you weird. that's gonna happen weird yeah that's, <laughs> and cool that's been a, a personal dream if, if i can hit a tier where anything i've done produces a fanfic that's gonna be like right i can retire but <laughs> right <laughs> can just die happy it's like you've hit that you've hit that mark mm-hmm. well i mean greg's had fan fiction about him I oh believe, yes from the portal of my musical partner. yeah 
uh, from Portal. Yeah. He so has. I've seen it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I've experienced that and going, whoa, okay, interesting. So mm-hmm. who knows what will uh, come up? Uh, the Portal musical by Geekenders, the unauthorized Portal 2. Yes. <laughs> Which <laughs> is a little internet sensation that we were... Uh, I was involved in, but Geek Enders, which we both worked with, blah, blah, blah. Yes. Back to <laughs> Sabrina. Um, now, uh, especially because I know you're a filmmaker yourself, a, mm. uh, a director, I'm really excited to hear about, um, you know, the, the process as an actor right. that I think is probably new to a lot of listeners. Right. You're a Vancouver actor and filmmaker. Yeah. And coming on board an L.A. show. Mm-hmm. And that's a very specific niche that I think a lot of people outside of Vancouver don't you know, don't understand is different yes. than the LA casting. Yes. And um, this is something I can speak to in a bit more in depth in a few months as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Um, Once we're off NDAs. That, yes, that I would love to speak <laughs> more about because I've found some very interesting, uh, I've come to some very interesting conclusions. Great. Throughout this experience, but we'll all have to get into that <laughs> at, an, at a later date. I'm going to remember, remember yes, that. Yes, yeah. Um, I would, yeah, I, it's fascinating, really. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I've been in this industry as an actor since the 90s mm-hmm. uh, in the Vancouver industry. And, uh, you know, like I was on the X-Files. That was my very first gig. Right. Season five, I think it was. Cool. Kill Switch. I remember that <laughs> was the name of it because I loved the name of the episode. Right. And, uh, and I've you know, gone away and come back a couple of times mm-hmm. uh, in various capacities. But it's, you know, it's always this, I think, little dream of a Vancouver actor that will get just that right role mm-hmm. on... A, an LA TV series mm-hmm. that and they'll they'll bring us back and they'll bring us back more. You look at like Emily Bett Records mm-hmm. who is Felicity on Arrow. Right. Yeah, we have the same agent. So it's right. it's it's been really interesting watching her progress mm-hmm. through through all of this. Um because she just went on as I believe it was just a like a mm-hmm. one-liner type thing or a couple of lines in one episode. Right. And Just I, the chemistry. And the chemistry was great. I remember as a fan watching that because I was like, right. a comic book, TV series, mm-hmm, amazing. Mm-hmm. So I ate up that first season, like, mm-hmm. lickety-split. And I remember her and I was like, I love her. She's so great. And then right. she came back and I was like, oh, great. She's back. I loved her. Right. And I think I was having a similar reaction to what a lot of fans were. Yep. And because of that reaction, they just kept writing her in more and more and more. And now she's a series lead, mm-hmm. you know? Essentially the romantic exactly. kind of Exactly. So that is one of those, huh. those rare stories right. that sometimes happens in Vancouver. Right. But you got to be just right place, right time with the right set of skills. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you have to be ready in perpetuum. Exactly. For when it shows up and exactly. maybe you have perfect chemistry exactly. and maybe that role. Exactly. And I feel like maybe <laughs> I feel like that's what's happened to me in this point in time. It's like right. yes, I've been continuously training yeah. for the last 20 years. So there's that. Yeah. So I have been keeping myself ready. Uh-huh. Um but it's also just the right day that yeah. I auditioned yes. <laughs> and like who knows what the factors are I have no idea right. all I know is that my daughter was freaking out that morning which she <laughs> never does and I felt like I had the flu and I didn't even <laughs> brush my hair I barely put on any makeup and I went in there and I'm just like I, I just like did my thing and was like whatever <laughs> scream it all out that kind of thing and then walked away and the next thing I know I booked it 
I feel like there might be a metaphor for the truth of mom life in that. <laughs> yeah, 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 pretty much, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was great, and um, mm-hmm. I mean, the casting team up in Vancouver are... They're fantastic. Um, right. I mean, and, and there's like a lot, there's local casting agents yeah. who really specialize in this type of. Yes. Of yeah. The supporting roles that they cast local. Yeah, right? exactly. And mm-hmm. and there's one set of casting agents that, that work on most of the CW shows. Right. Um, and they've got a real system down. So mm-hmm. you kind of know what to expect when you're going into those auditions. Yes. Which is nice. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, I mean, I guess there's a couple that do. Anyway, <laughs> uh, it's, it's. Yeah, they're, they work really hard. They mm-hmm. work really, really hard. Mm-hmm. And um, again, it's like one of those acting truths is you can go into the audition. There's going to be six to 30 other people going for the same role. Yeah. It's just kind of who's right in that moment at that time. Yeah, it's yeah. such a chance thing um, at yeah. that point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. One reason I leaned into directing and producing. Right. The deep fatigue around right. the... Uh, the chance of it, mm-hmm. but um, clearly this was worth the wait for you. I I think so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I don't think I, I think waiting mm-hmm. makes it all that much sweeter. And mm-hmm. who knows what this would have done to my head if it had happened when I was in my <laughs> early twenties. Yeah, I don't know if I would have been wanted to be around me. <laughs> right, that happened. So. Um, and the I'm I'm curious as well. Um, you know the shared creative team. These these top creators mm-hmm. uh, you have you had a chance to work with it all, or at least you know see these people. Well, Lee Tolan Krieger was uh, the director of mm-hmm. episode mm-hmm. one and two. That's on IMDb and out there for the general world yes. to, to see. Um, so, Speakable truths. Um, I I can't really say which directors I've worked with. Right, because of course, which episodes yes. you're in. Um, Spoilery. But I can say that mm-hmm. um, I've enjoyed <laughs> working with any of the directors that I may have worked with. Right. <laughs> I'm, I am very curious. Um, do you get a chance to work with the showrunners much? Or is it very much the episodic team on the day? Uh, there's always a writer representative. Right. Um, whether it's Roberto or not mm-hmm. depends on how he's splitting his time, I believe. Right. I don't know any of that for sure. Uh, I have seen him on set. Right. I have interacted with him on set. <laughs> he is a real mortal. It's verified. He, he exists. All, he exists. He's not just a he's... snarky social media profile. <laughs> he's real. Wouldn't that be something? Yeah, yeah. No, he, he is real. And he's lovely. Great. I... <laughs> The existence of a human who can, like, coo Archie comics and then turn them into what they've become as a media presence right. is a little bit unbelievable. So. I know. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm a little blown away by his, his talent. Mm-hmm. I, I've got to be honest. Yeah. Like, I, I was a big fan in, in the Glee era, in the early Glee area, mm. and I know that's a place he did some writing. And right. I feel like I see a lot of um, through line of technical development, uh-huh. you know, in, in what kind of story and is told about teens and what kind of story is right this hyper hyper uh exaggerated world yeah yeah that and i it think is, is that, a consistency right throughout these I forms god about that glee thing i yeah. remember reading that now when i when i first got cast because you know yeah i do my yeah google up google google everyone that i have 
mm-hmm. access to. <laughs> um, and yeah, I remember reading that and yeah, it is the teenage one. He really is good at that, isn't he? It's, oh a, it's a niche he's been building for yeah. a long time and, and yeah. something really distinct. Yeah, I think that's probably why I feel so safe in those hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna, I, I think we'll, we'll probably save, uh, all the additional NDA questions floating around in my head until the next time we get to chat. Once some more of the season's out and I can actually, uh, hopefully we can get Chloe here as well and yeah. talk to you a bit more about the actual show. Mm-hmm. Um, especially as it is, as we're discovering, you know, there's a lot of Riverdale overlap. Well, maybe we world. can bring Georgie in, too. Georgie? Georgie is, uh, he's now on IMDb. He is Sabrina's dad. Uh, we would love that. <laughs> bring all your friends. Bring all the friends. Uh, well, Georgie's one of the local actors. Excellent, so, excellent, yeah. excellent. Yeah, and we've become uh, pretty good friends. We've started hanging out outside of, of things, so. That's spectacular. Yeah. Um, yeah. As a closing note, um, mm. I, I'd love to ask, essentially as, you know, as a filmmaker, yourself yeah um kind of what what excites you about this project not necessarily as an actor who's obviously you know so psyched about it but you know i know i i saw your short film this summer i've seen a lot of your creative work uh as as a director writer developer um so like what's what's hitting your art your art buttons here. That's a very good question. My film is a typical fairy tale. Mm-hmm, you can mm-hmm. see it on, on online right now. Um, if you're interested. <laughs> Wonderful piece of, <laughs> of uh, representative media. Like we're always talking Thank about you. queer representation in media yeah. and telling uh, queer and trans stories yeah. in, in ways that lovingly embrace them rather than focus on the problems. hundred percent. I, yeah. I love it for that. Thank you. I mm-hmm. we, we worked very hard at making sure that that's how it was presented mm-hmm. and uh, wanted to be incredibly sensitive mm-hmm. to that in particular. So I'll just go ahead and throw a link to that short video on our Facebook group. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. So y'all, y'all can find that on the Facebook page. Yeah. And, um, uh, so yeah. What, what pushes my art buttons on this one? Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. I mean, as a director, as mm-hmm. a producer, there's so many things because... Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think more big picture nowadays, yeah. right? So I'm seeing the art design and I'm seeing, right. um, like I, with Atypical Fairy Tale, that was the first time we had built our own sets. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've worked on productions um, as a coordinator, a production coordinator, that's kind yeah. of my day job, mm-hmm. uh, or assistant, I am a production <laughs> coordinator. I've only done that once, but uh, I've worked on some productions where we've built our own sets and mm-hmm. it always amazes me, but to be in charge of it on right. my own project was an, a completely different experience. Mm-hmm. So to see what these people have put together right. and, um, and be able to experience it too. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's mind blowing that the talent that's in this town, right. the talent that comes up from LA yeah. uh, and the collaboration that right. happens between the two cities to get done the kind mm-hmm. of things that get done here. Right. It's it's nothing short of, of magical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's witches. Get it? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a, a button. <laughs> that was a great button. You're so, welcome. <laughs> um, Annette Riley, is it Beth Spillman? Is that? Pardon? What? You're... Uh... Your character's name, your her first name, Diana. 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 Diana Spelling. Like the moon goddess. Wonderful. Yes. 
Excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, Diana Spellman on The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which uh, I'm super psyched to watch in... It's next... October 26th is Thank the you. release date. Prep Halloween. Yay! Excellent. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's all watch that and uh, ask you so many more questions okay. when we get back. Okay. Bye for now. Bye. That was a wonderful interview to listen to. I'm so excited for when we can have her back. It was so much fun to do, oh too. Oh, my goodness. Um, she she did give me a few hints on, like, the subjects, the style of things we're going to get to hear about. Um, I, I won't say more to risk uh, un- unleashing any dark secrets of the witch coven it does seem like a very dark secret situation Mm -hmm. i'm I'm pretty sure uh, there's some some satanic ritual binding the secrets in place as you do as you do um but i know it's gonna be some good stuff when annette joins us again and um yeah yeah i'm excited next week we'll get another riverdale episode right back into it well folks everything's coming up I, I was trying to think of the state that Riverdale and Greendale are in, but we don't actually know it. Never mind. <laughs> Everything's coming up unnamed state. Riverdale is shot, and Riverdale gang is recorded in the unceded territories of the Squamish, Musqueam, and Tsleil-Waututh nations. Super special thanks to Mike and the Thundercrack team, as well as all the Patreons out there keeping us from having to spend a lot of extra money on hosting that we don't have. Because we're poor freelance artists. That is a true fact. But we love to talk to you. So we thanks. We love to talk to you. Thanks for making that possible. I'm Chloe. I'm Ryan. See you next week. Bye.